Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Galleroff, Buffy the Vampire, Academic symposium. We are the pop culture professors. It is true. We are smart people talking dumb topics. I'm Caitlin Bitsagai. I'm Lauren Brickman, and I am coming to you hot today from a different closet than normal, which is really exciting. That is cool. I love the mm-hmm. variety that you bring. Yeah. The textures. <laughs> the textures. So, folks, if you're like, wow, she sounds different. It's because she's trapped in a different closet. <laughs> Lauren Brickman's trapped in the closet. Um, yep. <laughs> she also has a master's degree and is taught at the college level. Isn't it wild? Like, isn't it wild that the first thing I thought to say today is, hey, y'all, I'm trapped in a closet. And yet somehow I managed to get a master's degree and somehow they allow me to teach people. And shout out to the handful of my students who have discovered this podcast this semester. because Hi, students. A few of you have, have mentioned some things you've discovered, and uh, what, a, what a weird journey for both of us to be on. <laughs> absolutely. So the show's called We Stand Together. Mm-hmm. To stand means what? It means to be an obsessive fan of a particular celebrity or character or ship, you know, relationship. Mm-hmm. But as as our stand stands know, Caitlin and I are really stretching the definition. Caitlin, what are some of the things you've been standing this year? This year, I have stand cozy sweaters was one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember kimchi <laughs> being one. Um, those are two excellent ones that... And- we yeah. need more of an online community for those standups. I would also say something that I'm not sure has like infiltrated our podcast per se, but something that I know has really been a huge stand for you in 2020 is Lemoncello LaCroix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a religion. That's, yeah. that's everything. <laughs> um, I'm embarrassed I don't have one right now. I have the other beloved Pomplamoose, but Lemoncello is number one and there are some in the fridge. Wow. Wow. I love that journey that you went on. And fall- I really feel like I watched you fall in love this year. And that was fun for me personally. One episode of this, I'll go over the tiers of LaCroix flavors and what they are. <laughs> I can't wait to do an entire We Stand Seltzer episode. Oh. <laughs> Watch out. You know, you're in your 30s when. <laughs> Don't at me, polar people, though some of your flavors are good, but not all of them. Anyway, wow. wow! I can't believe I feel like you can't, you're coming for me really hard early on in this episode. And some I can't of the imagine. flavors are good, but not all. But Lauren, <gasps> what are you standing this week? Okay, so this week I am standing something that we talked about months ago 
when our friend Lauren Lapkus stopped by the show to talk about cartoons. And now it's out and I can finally talk about how I'm standing Animaniacs 2020. It's how so cool. fun. I'm almost finished with it. I um, I've been slowly working my way through it with my little brother. We're both watching it and talking <laughs> about it, and it's so fun. I love it. It like it better than any other reboot. It like really captured the essence of what made the original fun, but also like really updates it like it like it knows what it was but it doesn't feel like cringy like some of the reboots that have happened it's like ooh, character you didn't age well and like animaniacs has done a really nice job of like growing up and maturing but like still being what i want it to be excellent like like, even just like a little thing they did in the theme song is like it used to say dot is cute but now it's like dot has wit and I'm like, okay, we love that. It's very fun. I love it. That's I'm great. enjoying it. I gotta yeah. check it out. What are you standing right now, Caitlin? I'm standing. I got a classic stand. It's not like a kimchi stand. It's Nicole Kidman. <gasps> yeah. You know, I know she's A-list. She doesn't need my help. She doesn't need <laughs> me gassing her up. But I'm like, is she still underrated? Mm. But because I watched The Undoing, which I thought yeah. was good, not great. But she's yeah. the thing. She's the thing that makes it next level. And our, every episode is too long, but it's because there's so many shots just of her. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I wouldn't cut this either. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't cut this either. So I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell anybody. <laughs> um, she's so good. She survived Tom Cruise. Yeah. She came out so much stronger. But I do have a question about yeah. Nicole Kidman for you, Lauren, because you yeah. were the first person you were the siren that said, there's too much Meryl in the world right now. There's too much Meryl. <laughs> and people were skeptical of your opinion at first, but now we know that's definitely true. <laughs> now, I'm concerned. We're releasing this the week of the release of The Prom on Netflix, which mm-hmm. stars not Broadway actors, but Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Are we on the verge, Lauren Brickman, professor, Yeah. of too much Kidman? So... <sighs> I think the thing about Nicole, the difference between Nicole and Meryl, and I I very much appreciate this comparison because their paths have crossed not once but twice now in recent years on Big Little Lies and now in the prom. And so I see see the mapping. And previously in The Hours, which Kevin won the Oscar for. Mm-hmm. This the difference I think between Meryl and Nicole, and I I'm with you. I think that Nicole needs to be mindful about what she does next. <laughs> but I do think what she has on her side, and this is this is going to sound kind of dark. But the thing about Nicole is, we all know what a train wreck the Tom Cruise years were, like, and and the heartbreak she suffered of being separated from her children, and like she's had a lot of very public pain and trauma. Now, Meryl, on the other hand, has never had a seemingly has never had a bad day in her entire life. Now, that's great. <laughs> and I love that for her. But I and I won't I won't say who this actress was. But when I, I was working Uh-oh. at a theater company many years ago and uh, an actress stopped into the office where I was working to ask where her rehearsal was. And I said, oh, today you're in the street room. And this actress, without missing a beat, sighed the deepest sigh I've ever had and said, she even has rehearsal rooms named after her. Is there nothing this woman doesn't have? And then she paused and said, don't get me wrong. I love her. We all love her. 
but she she really has it all doesn't she and she just looked like she was this actress who's a um i'd say she's like a I don't know what letter category you put her in, but she's like a sturdy working actor. You've told me this story before. Everyone listening to this has seen Mm -hmm. this person. Yes. Everyone who's... And and she just (laughs) like... She wasn't angry about it. She wasn't like, Meryl doesn't deserve it. It was just the heavy burden of like, yeah, you're wonderful. You're great. You're kind. Of course, good things are happening to you. But like, what about the rest of us? And Nicole doesn't have that. Like, you look at Nicole having a win, and I think in the back of your head, you're like, all the wins in the world aren't going to make up for the way Scientology ripped your children out of your hands. You know? True. So I think you're exactly right. I think whereas, you know, we'll put Nicole on watch because she's yes. in a danger zone, but we'll put mm-hmm. Meryl on notice because yes. <laughs> she needs to. And not that I want anything Cut bad to out. happen to Meryl. No, no, I no. Want, I don't want anything bad. I want her to be protected. She's an icon. She's a treasure. I thank her every day for what she's done. I just think she could take a vacation. I think she, she could, could take a break. She can take a vacation. She can release no movies for like two to three years. Let me miss you. I want to miss you, Meryl. That's it. That's it. Let us miss you. Me okay, miss thank you. you for solving that. Thank you. I'm glad I went to office hours with Lauren Brickman. I recommend I it to any it. of her students. But we got to get... We got to get into the real reason we're here today. Oh, yeah, because I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We have one of the best guests ever. Truly. We 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 knew, you know, the holiday season is here, folks. It's here. Christmas is around the corner. Hanukkah's already started. No matter what holiday you're celebrating, like it's the time of year. And we couldn't think of a better guest to raise our holiday spirits than Rachel Chapman. Hey. (laughs) Welcome. Hi, thanks. It was really hard not to laugh during. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest thing anyone could say. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, listeners, no matter what you celebrate, we know you celebrate television. Mm-hmm. So we are talking today about Christmas episodes of television. Yes, we are. And you know, if any of you listening watched our recent live stream, hashtag National We Stand Together Day, uh, Rachel was part of the Dash and Lily segment and was dressed up as a Christmas tree. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't dress up as my Christmas tree today. <laughs> it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> you have a you have a Christmas tree in the background, and I see Christmas lights on, and it is aggressively early in the morning in LA, so. <laughs> It's okay that you're not in a tree, but you're. Are you wearing a Christmas tree on your sweatshirt? Yeah, I'm wearing yeah. a Merry Catmas sweater, <laughs> which I said was uh okay, but they could have said Meowy Catmas, and that would have oh. been better. Wow! But wow, Rachel, I can't believe. Have you ever worked as like a greeting card uh, author? Because I feel like you'd really crush it. <laughs> No, but part of my job is writing Instagram captions for other people. So. <gasps> <gasps> wow, behind the veil. Whoa. Are you doing a lot of Christmas captions right now? Yeah. Um, have a tree mentis Christmas. <laughs> wow, that one we got for free. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love it so much. So, uh, Rachel, we always like to, you know, make our you know, make our credentials known to our listeners so that they feel comfortable going on a journey with us throughout the episode. And so, Caitlin, what are your Christmas credentials this week? You know, I I tried to wreck my brain. I've been involved with, unfortunately, few Christmas projects, though then Mm -hmm. I did remember, because you know I always have a weird gig in Mm -hmm. my back pocket, (laughs) that I did work for Verizon for one day, brainstorming (laughs) like public stunts they could do 
for Christmas. And all I remember pitching was like, what if there was a snow globe and everyone got in it? <laughs> and they were like, great stuff. Writing it down. Whoa. Did it happen? Did they build a giant snow globe? No, not that I know um, of. I think I got paid like $350. Wow. <laughs> I love that. You know, I too was like, I don't have any like super shiny credits for today, but I do have like a very personal uh, credential that I think, I think honestly, it should give me the opportunity to walk on to any Hallmark movie in the world. Okay. Because when I was in middle school, as I think I've revealed on the show before, but I, I spent a brief time as a figure skater in my later um, elementary school, early middle school years until sadly I was kicked off the d- ice dance team for too many injuries in one year. <laughs> Wow, no. that's hard. Uh, but before I got kicked off the team, I did. I think. I think in fifth grade, maybe we did a huge Christmas show, and there are photos, and I'm I'm gonna find them, folks, and I Please. will post them on social media. But I played one of uh, Santa's eight reindeers in an <gasps> ice dance pageant. Which one? I think I was Donner. I'm trying to remember. I think I was Donner. Uh, it's it's been a minute. Good one. I've had classic I've, one. Yeah, yeah. I've had several more injuries since then, so I can't be sure I was Donner. But <laughs> I do know there there are photos of me in my ice dance um, outfit. And again, I think this 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 reveal should give me permission to just walk on set of a Hallmark movie because that feels like a thing every woman in a Hallmark movie has done. Yes. Because they can, ha- if you have this photo, they can use that as a prop for mm-hmm. background when you were younger. Yep. Um, and I'm just going to pitch this and we will produce it all together. Yeah. A reality show called Ice Dance Moms. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like that's, this show is known for coming up with brilliant ideas, but. <laughs> But that one just That's fell so good. into my lap. Oh and my I'm willing God. to share it. With, I'm willing to share the credit with all of our listeners because it's going to make so much money. It doesn't even matter. How does Ice Dance Moms not exist yet? Get Emily Lee Miller out there. Oh, oh my God. No. Oh my God. I. Oh my God. The the place where I used to figure skate, Arctic Edge in Edmond, Oklahoma. Shout out if any Arctic Edge folks are listening. Edge heads. Edgeheads, oh my god, it would be such a good, all those southern mamas sitting in the bleachers at Arctic Edge, ah, I would die. Yeah, it would be great if it was not in a cold place. Naturally. Yeah, because <laughs> that was the best part, is that Arctic Edge is just in the middle of this like huge field in Oklahoma. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, wow. Rachel, talk us, to us a little bit about, I mean, we already know you're captioning Instagram, so that already tells us a lot about your Christmas creds, but what are some of your other Christmas creds? Um, well, famously, uh, I do 12 days of sweaters on Instagram. (laughs) Um, so every year I have a huge collection of Christmas sweaters and every year, 12 days leading up to Christmas, I post a different sweater picture. And I'm very excited for this year because this is the first year I have TikTok as a medium. Um, so... And, you know, TikTok has a lot of those, like, transition videos. Mm -hmm. And there's also lots of dance trends. So I'm going to mix it up this year. And I think instead of pictures on Instagram, I'm going to post reels. (gasps) Yeah. Because, you know, Instagram reels is the new thing. And everyone's everyone's talking about it. Everyone's like, (laughs) what do I do with this? And (laughs) I'm going to show you exactly what you do with it. Wow. I love the fact, Rachel, that like you have during the pandemic, you've really doubled down on your social media queen status. And I 
I believe that you are an official house of TikTok, whether the world sees it or not. To me, you are a house of TikTok. Thank you. I think I am, too. It's just one house. It's my house. And it's the house of Rachel. And <laughs> it's just me and my it. cat. <laughs> you don't need anything it. more. Yeah. You, you really don't. Uh, well, I think that I think we're ready to play our first game. Are you ready I to play so. a game? Oh, fun. Okay, so Rachel, on this show, we always like to craft games, especially for our guests and their particular interests and strengths. And so today, I've got a little game for you called You've Got Holiday Hanks. (laughs) For our listeners at home, you may not realize that Rachel is the host of the podcast You've Got Hanks. And Caitlin and I were recently on a live stream with Rachel watching the movie Splash to celebrate Thanksgiving. And we found out that night that Rachel is a pen pal of Tom Hanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this is something that I can't stop talking about. So, Rachel, knowing all of that, You've Got Holiday Hanks is a game where America's sweetheart and your pen pal, Tom Hanks, has agreed to make your Christmas dreams come true. He's going to bring the holiday spirit to some of your favorite TV shows. Now, your job today is going to be to figure out how. We'll give you the series and you'll give us the pitch for how Hanks can holiday it up on your favorite TV shows. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So the first show he's agreed to do a holiday arc on is your favorite TV show, Good Trouble. How is Tom (laughs) Hanks going to bring the holiday spirit to Freeform's Good Trouble? Oh, wow. Um, Okay. Well, we we need to have the entire um, the cast together. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, maybe they have like a holiday party. Um. And uh, Tom Hanks, gosh, what is what is Tom <laughs> Hanks doing? I mean, he lives in L.A. too, so yeah. <laughs> he already lives there for real. Yeah, maybe. Oh gosh, now I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying to make this work. Um, and I, I, we should all write this as a spec script later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for those at home who don't know, Good Trouble is the spinoff of The Fosters. Yes. <laughs> it's the spinoff of The Fosters, but it's like really hip and cool. Mm-hmm. It's very woke. Yeah. Mariana oh. and Callie move to LA and Mariana works in this like new up and coming tech tech place with uh, lots of dudes. And, uh, and then um, Callie is like, working with the Black Lives Matter movement a lot. So it's very hip and cool and uh, yep. mm-hmm. relevant. Sounds hip and cool. Yeah. And, the, oh. and nothing says hip and cool like Tom Hanks. So Yes. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Here's the thing. Chet Hanks gets in trouble. <gasps> yes. <laughs> um, he gets in trouble and then the Black Lives Matter movement is like mad at him, right? Mm-hmm. So Callie mm-hmm. as a lawyer has to go and like uh represent them uh against Chet to be like, Hey, shut up. This is my <laughs> cease and desist letter, right? Ooh, um okay. and when she goes to deliver it. Uh, she goes to the Hanks house and uh, Tom is there <gasps> and she's like, oh, my gosh, you're Tom Hanks. And he's like, 
yeah, I'm Tom Hanks. And then she's <laughs> like, do you know what your son is doing? And he doesn't know. Um, and it's like a real like, oh, my gosh, I'm not paying attention to my son moment. <laughs> and then later they're having their holiday party mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks comes over and he really feels bad about his son. So he brings mm-hmm. he dresses up like Santa and brings <laughs> gifts for everyone to make it better and it's like i'm talking to my son now (laughs) wow yeah this feels like something that like actually needs to happen in their real life Uh, and i would love to watch it yeah amazing yeah because you know good trouble is a little more dramatic so you need to Mm -hmm. have those heartfelt moments of like yeah my son (laughs) (laughs) amazing amazing love Uh, it all right. Well, the next show that I know you are all caught up on and current on is also a spinoff series. I'm seeing a real <laughs> a uh, pattern, a real pattern. But you're a big fan of the Blackish spinoff, Grownish. <laughs> also freeform. <laughs> also freeform. You're a real company woman. Uh, so, how does Tom Hanks bring the holiday spirit to the cast of Grownish? Wow. Okay. Um. Uh, so. If we we all know that Yara Shahidi's character in the last uh, season of Grownish, she dropped out of college. Um, Ooh. Ooh, drama. Uh, spoiler alert. I don't know if any of you are current on it, but I just dropped a big one. It's okay. It's okay. This is a. Um, this is a, if people log into the show, log in. I don't know what I don't know what you mm-hmm. say. If people are turning on this show. They got to know they're in a spoiler zone. So they're in a zone. Yeah, they're in a zone. Sorry. Um, and she was, I guess she's like working as like a fashion person. Mm-hmm. I don't know terms, even though I watch the show. Um, so she likes is a stylist. She dresses people. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe she gets uh, hired to style a, a holiday movie. And Tom Hanks is in it. Oh, as herself. Yeah. So she has to style Tom Hanks. Um, And, you know, at first he's like, I don't know about these outfits. They're a little too hip and cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the struggle, she struggles with finding the right Christmas outfit for Tom Hanks. Oh, this wow. feels very possible. <laughs> like that feels like a plot line that could actually happen. Yeah, and it's it's a whole discussion of how do we get Gen Z and Boomers together. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm in. I'm all in. All right. This next show is a show that I have been contemplating starting to watch. I haven't watched it yet, but i I feel like I feel like this might be the moment where I decide to go all in. But, Rachel, how is Tom Hanks going to holiday up High School Musical the Musical, the TV show? Okay. Um, well, you know, y- you should watch High School Musical the Musical, the series. It's a oh, series. <gasps> wow, wow, wow. Oh, um, the series. No, it's, a, it's okay. Hey, <laughs> hey, on this show, we always say teachers need to learn, too. So yeah, I, appreciate, I appreciate the feedback. Lifelong learners. Much. Yeah. Um, it's great. It uh wonderfully pays homage to its um inspiration high school musical, uh <laughs> while also um giving like a a teen the office vibes uh, at oh, times. Oh, cute. <laughs> and then it also cute. breaks out into songs and the song the new songs are 
I will call them bangers. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. A lot of them showed up on my Spotify wrapped up playlist this year, which means that I listen to them a lot, even though I feel like I haven't listened to them since quarantine started. So that is saying I listen wow. to them a lot from January to mid-March. Um, so, yeah. Wow. Uh, but how will Tom Hanks show up? Well, mm-hmm. um okay so it's a christmas episode right (laughs) so um so these kids are putting on a holiday pageant at school (gasps) obviously and um it it'll be like a it'll be like a hallmark lifetime kind of movie where there's a um a person in town who kind of looks like santa but we're not, sh- but he's like, just like that old guy in town, you know, maybe his um, side job is he is the mall Santa, right? Um, uh-huh. And maybe like one of the kids has like a, a real struggle with like or something and mm-hmm. they go to the mall Santa to relive their childhood <laughs> and they <laughs> they talk to this mall Santa and he like listens to them, you know, with like a little wink to camera that I'm the real santa um and then he makes their pad maybe their pageant is is suffering because like people are fighting you know relationships right. try love triangles or something you know and then uh santa makes it all better and he shows up in the grand finale song singing um and it's, to- it's tom hanks playing the santa character wow yeah i love this I love this. I just got amazing. Emotional yeah. About it. And of course, his character's name is Nicholas, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. They underline it a little. Yeah. 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 All right, I have one final TV show that I'm curious how you would get Hanks in there. And this is a show that I had to bring up because, Rachel, I know we both, we've really, this has been a bedrock of our friendship, our <gasps> love of this show. This is a show that's not currently on the air, but I think we all know it's going to come back one way or another. And I think. Perhaps a holiday special is the best way to revisit this this cast of characters that we love. How is Tom Hanks going to bring the holiday spirit to the Gilmore Girls? Wow. Okay. Um. Uh. uh wow. Tom Hanks know, and Stars Hollow. That sounds yeah. amazing. Um. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Um. Uh, so there's like a special holiday come stay at the Dragonfly Inn. And um I think it would be fun if it was actually Tom Hanks. So Tom yeah. Hanks and Rita, they need a break, you know, so they go and they stay at the Dragonfly Inn. Oh, okay, a break from life. I thought you meant a break from each other. I was no, 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 no. They need a <laughs> no. My mouth was agape. <laughs> They need like a a a, a Meryl Streep breakation. Gotcha, gotcha. They're yeah, making, yeah. They're make yeah, yeah. They're making us miss them. Yeah. Um. Especially after what a horrible year they just had with COVID. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and their son Chet <laughs> causing <laughs> stress. Um. So they go stay at the Dragonfly, and then of course everyone in town is like, "Oh my gosh." Tom Hanks is at the Dragonfly Inn and like uh oh um 
yeah. And then I'm trying to think of how everyone uh, interacts with Tom because they have to all interact with Tom, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Michelle is yeah. very rude and doesn't realize it's Tom Hanks at first. Um, of course. Of course. Um, Lorelai can't stop talking uh, to Tom Hanks. She talks a lot and he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> Um. Uh, ooh, Tom Hanks hears that the best uh place to get uh, a pancake or food in town is Luke's diner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he asks Luke, "Why is there a Pancake World place if there's uh if this is the best place?" Mm. Um, and then uh Rita ends up performing some Christmas songs in the gazebo in the middle for their. Because Taylor convinces her to be part of the holiday <gasps> festival. Oh my god! That's and what great. if what if it all ties together? Because we find out that Kirk spent like a summer as Tom's like personal assistant, and they've remained like close friends. That's a hundred percent how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I love it. I love it, and I could see it. Also, consequently. I'm shocked we've never seen Lauren Graham and Tom Hanks share the screen before. And now that I've thought about it, I need it so bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Doesn't that feel like, how has that not happened yet? I feel like they'd be fun together because they can just like kind of riff. They should play like brother, sister. That's what I was thinking too. Brother and sister, like a brother and sister, like having to come together to like solve some sort of like. I don't know. It's like it's a it's a serial comedy where like there's probably some trauma, but they're like being delightful as they like wade their way through it. Comedic bones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Rachel, thank you for Hank's that was amazing. these shows. Oh, I thank can't you. wait. That was fun. I think it's time to take a break, chug a little Christmas coffee, and uh, we'll be right back. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. We're all caffeinated and we are ready to rock and roll. And Caitlin, you have you've cooked up a really I would say vitally important thesis today. Thank you for saying that. You know, there's been a few times on this show where we set off on our topics. We have our assignments for each other and then I somehow do the wrong assignment. This one it kind of ended up that way, but but by complete accident, <laughs> because I think my thesis was strong. Yeah. I was like, I want to investigate the episodes of television that are based on the premise of It's a Wonderful Life, mm. a classic Christmas film, mm-hmm. a classic Christmas film. And I was like, I like those. You know, I always love a world change on a show. Yes. You know, I love a sliding doors episode, though I would argue these are different. Because Sliding Doors episodes, often only the viewer knows anything has happened. The characters aren't actually aware that something changed right. for one episode. In an It's a Wonderful Life episode, you tend to have a wish from a character mm. that things were different. A, um, you know, either religious like angel or just supernatural being appears to make it happen. And then at the end, inevitably, it reverses. So some yeah. one person has bared witnesses and they have memory of it, which is different than a sliding doors episode. Um, and in a way, they, they give us that little bit of, you know, Rachel is also an amazing guest on our fanfic mm-hmm. episode. And these are kind of like fanfic, I feel like, for the writer that doesn't get their way most of the time in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so to see what they have to say. So... I'm going to go through three iconic It's a Wonderful Life-inspired episodes. We can talk about how Christmassy they are as I go along. (laughs) (laughs) So the first is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's episode, The Alma Mater. Mm. Um, This episode is so... First of all, I wish I'd been a writer for Fresh Prince because... (laughs) Oh, obviously. But also, the plots don't matter at all. They, Mm -hmm. They have this... The dumbest way to get from scene to scene, but who cares? It's like, right. well, we need to make space for Carlton dancing. We need <laughs> Hillary to do something stupid. Like, let's get to the fun. Let's not belabor, like, why? Love that. Love that in a show. Always looking looking for those writing opportunities if any producers are listening. <laughs> so this one, you might be surprised to find out, is actually Carlton's journey, not mm-hmm. Will's. Because if you say it's a wonderful life, Fresh Prince, I think you would assume, oh, it's going to be Will if he had stayed in Philadelphia. Mm. versus, uh, you know, what if there was no Carlton? Right. But instead, what happens is Will thinks he's, this is confusing, but Will thinks he's getting into Princeton and Carlton thinks he's not. Okay. Because Will acted cool in his interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, a- and asked if there were any hotties at Princeton. <laughs> but then as he's leaving, he does about three moves to solve a Rubik's Cube, that a Rubik's Cube that is almost all the way done (laughs) and the admissions person is so impressed they're like whoa you've got to apply to princeton please (laughs) then carlton tries to act like will and that doesn't work that's not carlton yeah all of this this goes so long just to have the carlton 
It's a Wonderful Life plot where Carlton wishes that Will had never moved from Philadelphia. Oh. But we see that he does and we see what life would be like without Carlton if Will had moved. And Whoa. who is the angel that comes in? It is Tom Jones, the singer <gasps> of, of It's Not Unusual that Carlton <laughs> loves. And it's so cute. And basically, Carlton tries to catch Tom Jones, who is an angel, up on what's been happening by singing this song. Lauren, if you could play this bit. <laughs> of course. I've been waiting my whole life. It's not unusual to have death be proud of me. It's not unusual to that love conformity. When I see that hanging with Will instead of me, it's not unusual to see me cry. When I see you so down and out, it's such a crime. Did you ever want to be loved by anyone? And then you let them down. I blew it yesterday. A trustful gone away. <laughs> That's so much darker than I remember. <laughs> it's a, it's it's amazing. Uh, and. And the thing I know that uh, Lauren, you watched the Fresh Prince reunion and retrospective on HBO Max. The one thing about it that is so charming to me is just Will Smith for all, being an A-list movie star and and whatever that brings with it. He cannot hide, nor is he trying, how funny he thinks Alfonso Ribeiro is. Like oh. to this day, it is the best thing he's ever seen. The first time he sees him in person again, he is laughing. I. I am so glad you created a space to bring this up because I, you know, we love when people are fans of of things and Will is such a big fan of Alfonso. And I just, I cried. I literally cried because I was so moved by the fact that like there was such obvious joy and respect and love there. And just the idea that Will Smith, Will Smith probably at le- once a week at least probably thinks about him and goes man that guy does things I could never do and I just love that <laughs> I love it so much yeah and as much as like Will Smith's ego is a topic that's explored in that mm-hmm. reunion he was very very smart in that show even as a young person to know like he had to give way to how funny Carlton was yeah uh, I loved that. I love that he like it really seemed in that retrospective that that Will Smith looked around the room and goes, I'm not the most talented person in this space. And let's honor that. And I just love that. Like in such a good way. He was just like, yeah, let's let's make this show more about Carlton than anybody else wanted it to be. And I love that. And a joke that I recognized uh, as they discussed uh, in the retrospective about how they went meta a lot about they work self-consciously a show. Mm -hmm. Carlton asks um, Tom Jones if he could make him disappear. And he says, well, I could pull some strings and have you placed opposite Roseanne. <laughs> Which I was like, wow. That, for like a show that's aimed at families, that's a pretty insidery TV uh, joke. Um, overall, the message I'd say is quite bad um, mm-hmm. because the message is that Will come, if Carlton's not there, the family has too much fun and doesn't focus on making money enough. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> so he's like, I had to be there. We have to have balance. <laughs> so that it. one is an interesting message. Loved it though. Uh, check it out. Season three, episode 18, I believe. 
It's on HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> and before we move on, Caitlin, I just need for all the Hollywood executives that listen to this podcast, when inevitably a Fresh Prince reboot happens, I do think you need to reach out to Caitlin. Caitlin needs Thank to you. be in that writer's room. Thank I don't you. think there's a there's a show out there that you need to be a part of more than a Fresh Prince reboot. I'm just going to put that out there. I didn't remember that until watching the retrospective but it's actually true i've seen every episode m- many times yeah <laughs> and i love it i thought about you so many times during that retrospective i was like oh this is this show shaped caitlin in ways i never thought of i think that i think you are correct and, and speaking of formative shows i want to talk briefly about buffy's <laughs> the wish <laughs> <laughs> which is also as the premise of it's a wonderful life where cordelia this is, a, this is so similar, actually, to the Fresh Prince episode. A side character wishes that the main character had never come into their world. I, I wouldn't have guessed that'd be a common plot, but it is. Cordelia wishes that Buffy had never come to school. And new girl Anya happens to be a mystical creature that can uh, make vengeance happen for women. So she. this is the first time we see Anya, which is crazy. Um, and she does. It turns out, of course, Sunnydale has been uh, overrun with vampires, making Willow and Xander vampires, making it not fun in general. Um, Cordelia convinces Giles that this is true. He breaks the amulet. They go back to normal life. Interesting, though, Cordelia doesn't remember that it happened, uh, which hmm. is an unusual. It's a wonderful life thing. But Anya does because she's now stuck in this world. So it's basically like it takes the it flips the thing of like the angel is now stuck in the world, the bad world that they tried to fix. (laughs) And boy, is she ever stuck in it. If you you stay tuned for the next four seasons, five seasons. Um, I thought that was interesting. And then I, I this one. okay. These are all on streaming. If you have all the streamings, uh, Fresh Prince is on HBO Max. Buffy is on Hulu. And the next is on Amazon Prime, which always makes you curious it's alf folks (laughs) it is called stairway to heaven um willie wishes that alf had never or alf actually and willie get in a fight and Mm -hmm. alf wishes he had never landed there with the tanners uh so appears the actor the character actor joseph mayher as angel bob you 90s kids will immediately recognize him as the priest from sister act and then deeper dives the priest from in and out so he's playing religious folks a lot he's irish he was nominated for three tonys one in obi and drama desk i don't know what he looks like as a youth but he feels like a strong candidate for a lauren brickman crush (gasps) uh he's awesome he's really good in the episode um this one also has a funny twist which is that both groups uh the tanner family and alf are doing significantly better financially if they're not around each other (laughs) (laughs) um and Alf is willing to sign up. He wants to say, yes, I never met the Tanner family. But then he just misses them. And it's mm. kind of weird because they don't really get consent <laughs> to have <laughs> Alf back in their world. He just, get, But I guess that's like it was the first time. Yeah. Um, it's actually kind of sad. It's like the little boy has friends in the alternative universe. Because the angel's like, well, he can't have people over because you are an alien that lives there. Oh, no. <laughs> um. But, you know, folks know that I love Alf. Uh, he says crass things when the Tanners can't see him. And he says, isn't anyone going to get repulsed? 
I love that. <laughs> he's such a gem to me. Uh, he says he can't have a job because then he'll be in a tax bracket. <laughs> I respect. <laughs> Folks who followed my finances closely, res- no, I respect. <laughs> um, an interesting thing about all three of these episodes, they were all in season three of their respective shows. So I guess it's always around season three that you're like, let's do the It's a Wonderful Life plot. (laughs) And again, none of them are Christmas episodes. But I forgot to mention, for some reason, Carlton is watching It's a Wonderful Life. That's how he thinks of it. Uh... But he's watching it just like in October. (laughs) Fascinating. Um, I wonder if by season three, they're like, we can have fun with this or... We regret some of the choices that we made. Let's see what happened if we didn't make these. Yeah. So is there a show running today that you guys think should do and it's a wonderful life and what should the plot be? Um, well, I obviously the first one that comes to mind and this is a show that's already done sliding doors episodes, but it's never really done. A, it's a wonderful life. But I want to go straight to Grey's Anatomy. Right. <laughs> something I was something I was thinking about um in preparation for today's episode is the fact that like Grace has never really given me a satisfying they've never really done like a wholehearted Christmas episode. Like no. it's been vaguely Christmas in the background, but they've never like fully gone there. And I think now that dead characters are coming back, like there's nothing to stop us. So um in fact, I haven't watched last night's episode yet. If it's not an It's a Wonderful Life episode, I'm going to be angry because season 17 seems to be the season where it's like, fuck it, let's just do it. Um, but I desperately want it to happen. And I want it, though, I don't want it to be a Meredith Grey It's a Wonderful Life episode. Mm-hmm. You know who I want it to be? Bailey. No. I want Bailey to be the George Banks. I want it to be like, what would happen if Bailey wasn't there? And yeah. That would I want Bailey I could to imagine have... her feeling that way too. Yeah. Cause I feel like she's been really put upon and I feel like she's not appreciated and I feel like she's got a lot of stuff on her shoulders. So I want Bailey a Bailey centric It's a Wonderful Life episode. I want Debbie Allen to sing in this episode for some I want Debbie oh, to be yeah. like the angel singing at some point. I want I want uh I want all sorts of weird characters that have been killed off to come back. Mark is alive in this episode somehow. Mm-hmm. Um Callie comes back and she does a full Christmas number with Arizona. I don't know. They're probably singing like the sisters duet from White Christmas. Everyone's (laughs) laughing. Great. Um, Great idea. Rachel, any candidates for It's a Wonderful Life episode? So, yeah, let's do a bold type. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, What if one of the girls wasn't a part of the trio? How would that affect it? Oh, it was just a duo. Yeah. I feel... It feels like based on last season and where the characters ended up, it would be a prime episode for Sutton to imagine she never met the other two. Yeah, because then she could be like, then I then I wouldn't have felt pressured to stay here and then I could still be with Richard, right? Is that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then she could be happily married and then what if... <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and she had a baby. Would she be like, would I prefer a family life or with my friends in New York doing the job that I love? And wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
yeah amazing the, those yeah. are the big life decisions i bet you the All closet right. would also not be it would okay. be off limits or something yeah wow caitlin thank you so much for oh. for this meditation on it's a wonderful life on tv thank you thank you i mean i think Let's uh let's all talk to our angels and, and take a break. <laughs> All right, we've all had some heart-to-hearts with our angels, and we're back. And Caitlin, you you've got a game to right. to put Rachel through. <laughs> this is a game. We're we're pushing your imagination to the limits today, Rachel. And this is called Christmas Engineering. <laughs> so you are going to take a. We know you love Disney World and all things Disney. Yeah. So we're gonna have you create a new. Um, attraction at Disney World around the following properties, but it's also Christmas. So I guess, I don't know if it's a Christmas Disney World, Disney Christmas World. You figure it out. But I'm going to give you three different uh, properties and you're going to design on the spot an attraction that is Christmas themed around that. Okay. All right. The first one is The Lion King. Okay, great. Um... uh Christmas themed The Lion King. Well, uh, you know, the one thing um, I could be boring and say that their Festival of the Lion King show at Animal Kingdom, they could just make a holiday version of it. True. Um, wait, but that's lame. I'm imagineering. Ooh, I know. How about we have like a Rafiki's holiday? Uh, yes. uh, like he just uh, like uh like kind of like a boat ride or something. <laughs> there are oh. no there are no boats there. Um There can be. There yeah, can be. There can be. Like a boat ride uh and Rafiki's showing you his holiday uh magic. Ooh, it's kind of like uh Jungle Cruise uh where like it's like and over here we see the lions having a a holiday party and then Oh, that's fun. So that's you're going so fun. through different Animal holiday parties. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, it's oh, yeah. Wow. They could. They it's... could just because Disney does like to around the holiday times. They like to uh just put like a little thing on top of existing properties. Like uh, haunted mansion becomes Nightmare Before Christmas. Sure. They could if they wanted to just do a over whatever of Jungle Cruise and make it. Lion King, but Rafiki is your uh cruise person, and they make all the animatronics look like characters from the Lion King. I love yes. it. Yes, great, yeah. great. The next property is this is really just for me. Um, specifically the Sleeping Beauty fairies. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, how about? <laughs> We have a um, uh, trying to think of what's a fun ride. Ooh, okay. Ooh, so so th- th- they make a cake, right? Um, yeah. uh, what about they're making a holiday cake for their uh for their party, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but they can't decide what kind of cake. You know, make it Typical. fruit. Make it 
uh, peppermint. <laughs> um, so like you're in a bowl. <laughs> you're okay. in a bowl and yes. you're going through their kitchen, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then each each area of the ride is like a different cake. <laughs> and they each are like, no, I want it to be a peppermint cake. And then it's like all these pepper. It smells, you know. Disney, oh, yeah. I like that. Disney loves a good mm-hmm. smell. Right. Um, and then you're like in the fruitcake and they're like, no, fruitcake is lame. No one likes fruitcake. And then, um, yeah. And then you end up at the end of it. Instead of a gift shop at the end that you exit of, it's a bakery where you can buy those cakes. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. It. I love it. I love it. Okay, that's perfect. So and and lastly, Moana. Okay. Moana. Christmas with Moana. <laughs> um, well, it's gotta be a water ride, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's yeah. gotta be. Um, uh, let's pick an offshoot character. Um, okay. Let's do a Pua's Christmas. <laughs> okay. So Great. he's upset that he didn't get to go on the journey, right? Yeah. Um, he's having an It's a Wonderful Life moment, maybe. Okay. And he's like, uh, what if, but instead of what if I wasn't there because he wasn't, what mm-hmm. if I was there? Um, Whoa. yeah. Ooh. So he's on the journey instead of hey hey, and you're on this uh boat and you're going through, but it's um at Christmas time, so everyone's got a Santa hat on, <laughs> and um yeah, and then at the end uh he learns that he enjoys just sleeping on the beach instead, <laughs> and it ends with the it's like maybe it has a huge drop at the end, it's like a splash mountain. Um, but instead of zippity doo dah, which no, 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 um, <laughs> it's uh, I am Moana, but it's I am Pua, and it has <laughs> has tons of jingle bells, and everyone is like playing, like all the animatronics are dancing around with jingle bells and fun Santa hats. And, I love it. Yeah, this sounds great. Yeah, I love it. Wow, I want to go to all three of these attractions. Disney, hire this woman <laughs> for Disney's Christmas World. Yes, please. I think Christmas deserves its own island. Yeah. Well, awesome. I do think that they should create a whole land that's just Muppets, and every Christmas they should turn it into Muppet Christmas Carol. That is no argument here. No argument a here. Great idea. Um, So, Lauren, though, you have prepared a thesis to cap us off. I have. You know, I I love Christmas content. And I think, you know, something that has been exciting in my lifetime has been watching the world sort of embrace the fact that Christmas isn't just a season. It is a genre of, you know, filmmaking and, you know, certainly uh, networks like Hallmark Channel and Lifetime and Rachel's favorite Freeform, you know, they've really embraced like the made for TV holiday movie. Right. I think like it's hard to think about the holidays and not think of holiday movies, but something and <laughs> but today. But today we're focused on television. And when we first set out to do this episode, I think both you and I our original sort of like inspiration was like the 
various lists that come out this time of year is like mm-hmm, counting down mm-hmm. like the best holiday episodes. Yep. And I had every intention of, you know, tackling one of those lists and sort of like lobbying for or against the decisions. But then I realized like there is someone out there who is doing work quietly and beautifully. And I just wanted to take a moment to shout it out because I'm really excited about a trend that I see beginning. And I think that we're at the beginning of a new era in Christmas content. And so today I want to shout out to Netflix specifically because Netflix for a couple of years now has sort of like joined the Christmas content train. Like they were looking at Hallmark, they were looking at Lifetime, they were looking at Freeform and they're like, we're going to get in the mix. And they really have. But they've also unlocked something that I haven't seen anyone else do. Netflix gets because they've got the analytics to prove it. They know we all love to binge watch. They know we love serialized stories. They know we like to say, you know, continue watching. And so they've taken what we love about the holiday movie and they've taken our, um, you know, need for overindulgence and they've started to create entire series that are Christmas, that take place over Christmas. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we talked about the obvious one that came out this year, which was Dash and Lily, which is for those who haven't seen Dash and Lily, uh, it's a whirlwind holiday romance that builds a cynical Dash and optimistic <laughs> Lily, trade dares, dreams and desires in the notebook they pass back and forth at locations all across New York City during the Christmas season. And it's based on a book and it's really delightful. And then, um, you know, I was like, I was trying to remember, I was like, are there other TV shows, like entire C- TV shows that happen at the holidays? And I remembered um, last year, and I'm not going to talk about it for very long because I did audition for it and I did not book it. Mm. Um, but Netflix had a series called Merry Happy Whatever, which was like a family sitcom that all happened around Christmas. Uh, again, not going to talk about it anymore because they did not hire me, but I think it's a great concept and I really enjoyed reading the scripts. But another show that is on Netflix and I am tingling with anticipation because I just found out that season two is coming out this month and I wasn't sure if we were going to get a season two because of COVID but there is a show called Home for Christmas and it is actually a Norwegian show and it's about a 30 something year old woman who has a lot of societal expectations to sort of have the perfect family Um, and you know the holiday season sort of makes her double down on those feelings and and season one was all about her like desperately trying to find a partner to bring home for Christmas but it was like I don't know it's such a beautifully shot and it's so much more nuanced than you think it's going to be like I think like Hallmark movies they deal with this storyline a lot but like home for Christmas the tv show like deals with it in in a grounded i've never i've never watched one of those like i'm feeling so pressured being single at the holidays and like related to it this is the first time i saw that story and like as a single woman in her 30s was like oh i kind of like i kind of get what this woman's going through like it didn't feel cheesy and it didn't feel like patronizing or like antiquated it felt like a real like a real working woman in 20 20 going through it and so that that season two is dropping anyways these are just a few examples but i'm like so excited about this idea that like we can have like a bingeable holiday series and like what a fun thing because like i was watching the trailer for home for christmas i was like well how do you do a second series and it's like oh we just fast forward to next christmas and so we're only (laughs) seeing these characters once a year and that's kind of 
amazing and interesting yeah. and cool. Um, or like with Merry Happy Whatever, the idea is, is that we see this family at different holidays throughout the year, but we only check in on them at the holidays. Right. And I just love that. And so I I think this is a thing that we should be embracing more. I want to see more like seasonal television. And I have a couple of questions that I wanted to pose to you all. So assuming that you're with me and you like this whole idea of like holiday TV series, who is a celebrity that you think could like really rock this? Like who is someone out there that you're like, oh, green light, they need a holiday series. For me, like an obvious one would be like, I think Mariah Carey needs a Christmas TV show. Oh, Right. Like she's the queen of the Christmas music scene. Um, and I feel like she needs a TV show called All I Want for Christmas. <laughs> Could be amazing. Do you see that as like a sitcom or uh, like a. I see it as a sitcom. I yeah. see it as like she a family could do sitcom. Well, I think she would do multi-cam, but I think she'd do great. Yeah. And I think like the fun thing about that is that like she's our sort of like she's the matriarch she's our sort of entry into the world but then the show really ends up being about the kids right that's fun that's fun so she's that also is smart give her limited scheduling mm-hmm. so it's like she's like it's like it's definitely her world but like she's not carrying the bur- like the bulk of the work and a couple of the kids need to be 18 and 20 for mm-hmm. you know union reasons totally and i think like you know you use you use like her it's sort of like how the 90210 reboot used Brian Austin Green's like like a seed of his truth for his storyline. Right. Um, and so it's like you have it so that it's like she's got the ex-husband who's also a celebrity and they're like a mixed, uh, you know, a mixed family at the holidays. But like the show is really all about the kids and, you know. It's funny you say 90210 because this is what I was thinking. Mm. I'd like to see Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons together <gasps> in a like quirky show where they play like a Tory and Dean. <gasps> like, they play different types of actors that are in these movies all the time. Oh my God. I love this. Like it'd be a little FXy, you know, as they met on Fargo. Totally. So, <laughs> that would be Oh my God. Deal. I think FX could crush something like this. Yeah, like almost like a like it, what we do in the shadows type of humor, but in the world of behind the scenes reality TV. And they but they also actually have children together. So right. it's also about like making their Christmas to good for their actual kids. <gasps> That's so funny. Oh, I love it. Chapman, you got one? Diane Keaton. Uh, <gasps> yes i think uh, everything yeah she would be a fun person in a holiday movie because i feel like she is always in like a family mm-hmm. kind of setting um i want to see w- what her life is like if she's I don't know, alone for the holidays. But mostly, the thing that I want to see is her outfits, her holiday outfits. Yes. I love that as the title of her show, Alone for the Holidays. (laughs) Yeah, and she, like, loves it, and she's, like, happy. Like, maybe there's challenges along the Mm -hmm. way, but the problem isn't being alone. It's like a second chapter story of, like, a widowed woman who's, like, discovering there's still joy to be had when, when your family is grown and your husband is gone. Yeah. That could be very empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. I love this. Okay. I've, I've just a couple more questions I wanted to pose. So my other question to you is, is there a television series out there that you think actually would have been improved if the scope of the world was condensed to the holiday season? So a show that you that you like or a show that you wanted to like and you're like, oh, wow, if we just made the world a little smaller, it would have been improved. You know what came to mind? And I don't know the show in and out, but like mm-hmm. Modern Family like it interesting. was interesting there was too much it was it, too many seasons too many like let's focus let's focus up i like that modern family only being a holiday show would be fun yeah rachel you got any shows you want to limit to the holidays i'm thinking stores at hollywood holiday time so then i'm thinking cloud nine what if it's just constant right, superstore yeah oh yeah, yeah that's it superstore <laughs> i just that's think, brilliant though yeah i just think of that's when a great I'm one driving Oh, I see the exterior of the store and I'm always oh, like, funny. wow. Well, Rachel, I think you may have just I, we got to get on the phone because Superstore wasn't renewed for next season. But I feel like you just solved a problem. And I feel like Hulu or Netflix need to pick up the property and do it as like a 10 episode holiday season show from now on. Yeah, that would be you start at Black Friday. Friday. Yeah. <sighs> Can- and you go until like the day after New Year's. Yeah. Like, and it's just and it's just like a limited run seasonal show. We gotta, we gotta get on the phone. Is too good. Too right? good. We gotta get this show back That's on. Brilliant. A- All right. Well, we just figured out how to save Superstore. Okay. So I've got just I've just got one more question that I wanted to ask you both. Because on this show, there's no way to keep our vanity out of these episodes. And so I wanna know. You get a phone call. Netflix says, we listen to the podcast. We think your ideas are brilliant. We want to give you your very own holiday series. What would your holiday series be about? Like, what would your POV be? What would you, if if you're greenlit, what's the story you're telling? Okay, well, I want, so, so um, I get to be in it, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay, so um. I want it to be a like a Dash and Lily type, uh, mm-hmm. you know, romantic comedy type series. I do want it set in New York because I do think New York is the perfect location for Christmas. Okay. Um. Uh. Maybe that's too similar. Maybe like a, a small town outside of New York, so that you what? get. New York City and then not what I'm thinking is like a Hallmark channel like I need to discover the true meaning of Christmas but my love interest will be Chris Evans of course (laughs) and there will be elements of singing even though I am not a singer but my dream is to be a singer even though Mm -hmm. I am not a singer but you know if autotune exists I can be a singer and I know that Chris Evans loves singing he wants to be in a musical so he would say yes right Mm -hmm. um and maybe he's like the rugged guy he he loves wearing he looks so good in a sweater that he would look so good in a christmas sweater uh you know knives (laughs) out sweater he told us that he would look good in a christmas sweater. we need to see it um i'm charming uh, i think it would be a charming show and then of course it, now that i've said it earlier in this podcast i feel like tom hanks needs a cameo appearance as <laughs> nicholas the guy who looks like santa but is it santa wink wink um uh, yeah 
Um, I think it would be really great. We can do a, a remix of Baby It's Cold Outside, but a consentful one. Mm-hmm. And it'll be quirky and funny. And everyone will be listening to it on Spotify. And it'll show up on their Spotify wrapped playlist. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Perfect. Amazing. I love it. Caitlin, you got one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a celebrity assistant to Ooh. Mariah Carey or a fake Mariah Carey. Okay. And she's bought, um, she asked me to go get these gifts for, you know, her agent or something. Mm-hmm. And I come back with them and she's like, you didn't ask for them to be wrapped. And I'm like, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't, you didn't say. It. She's like, well, of course they have to be wrapped. <laughs> and I'm like, What? And I'm about to lose my job, but I run to the Dollar Tree and I get all this wrapping and then I put it together and it looks amazing. And I get like she's making excuses and about to fire me, too. But I run up behind her with the gift and she's like, oh, OK, uh, it's fine. And then she's like, Caitlin, that's my character's name. Um, <laughs> you are lucky you must have pulled some spring- strings at Barney's to get these wrapped. And I was like, I did those. She's like, what? I'm like, I did them. And she's like, huh? And then we do sort of a Cyrano de Bergiac, but for, for gift wrapping, oh, where nice. she has like an HLN line and stuff, but it's like me and I'm giving the tips. Not HLN, but we're like giving tips on how to do it on a budget. And mm-hmm. people are like, why does Mariah Carey know how to do anything on a budget? It doesn't make sense. But like, people are like, it's fine. She's quirky. But if, I don't know, some circumstances she has to reveal it's me and then I have to, to, um, compete in like the gift wrap olympics wow Wow. which like america's always done bad (laughs) i love that i love norway and the uk kick our ass (laughs) i'm not gonna say whether i win but yeah i I do well i like you being in a a, a feud with norway wow i love both of these shows but um obviously i asked this question so i could open a door and walk through it myself because i do have a pitch for my own show oh okay yeah so i just finished listening to the audiobook one day in december which was a reese witherspoon book club pick and one day in december is a adorable romantic christmas story about um this woman who is riding the bus in london and it's right before the holiday, so it's like a really, really crowded bus. And the bus is stopped, at a, and she looks out the window and locks eyes with the guy and, like, falls in love instantly. And she, like, can't get off the bus because it's too crowded and he can't get off on the bus. And so the the, the story sets, sets up with, like, this misconnection and describes how she spends, like, a year of her life looking for this man in every crowd she enters, like, intentionally going with her best friend to, like, every pub like and and looking for this guy and this is a little bit of a spoiler alert but it's important for the pitch i after a year of looking for him she goes to a christmas party the next year and her best friend has like been like oh i want you to meet the man i'm dating and this is the first time she's ever um her best friend has ever been dating a guy for this long without her meeting him and in walks the guy she fell in love with (sighs) and no. This book follows the this group of friends over the course of like many years and how um this guy and girl he remembered her but he like also really did like the best friend by that point and so it like it's a will they won't they over the years and there's like 
so many other moments where like they like almost get on track and then they don't and there's grief and and loss and all sorts of different things and it's a beautiful story and I think they should play against type and I should be the girl and I'm open to who could play opposite me in fact Stan stands I would love to hear your thoughts oh yeah about, let's hear the thoughts uh, please send them <laughs> in. let me know who should be my leading man but one day in December y'all we gotta I, and I think what's cool is that because the story is so expansive it sort of sets its up itself up perfectly to be like a mini like uh like very like 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 international tv does like a shorter season with like mm-hmm. a few episodes like six or seven episodes or something like that uh but over but like set up over like four or five seasons maybe three seasons something like that but like short a short seasons intentionally um set up to be released every christmas one day in december for a couple of years and that's my project i love that I it really want. wow well, we all yeah. have work to do yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Reese Witherspoon, um, let me know if you know how to get in touch with the author of this book since it was a Reese Witherspoon club pick. And you also have a production studio, Reese, so this should be fairly easy to do. Yeah, uh, Reese, <laughs> if you could stop posting memes yeah. and if you could just start DMing us about greenlighting projects, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and I know until, you like teachers, yeah. so like we're teachers, Reese, so that should sweeten the pot. There you go. <laughs> I think she's in. Don't, she's in. Don't patronize her. Oh. Uh, until then, Rachel, where can the stand stands who have fallen in love with you find you? Wow. Okay. Well, I am Lady Tom Hanks on every social media platform, including TikTok. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Where she's quite prolific. Yeah. And I also have a million podcasts that you can subscribe to if they're if they sound interesting. They are. Inside the <laughs> Disney Vault, you've got Hanks. This is the mix. I need to talk TikTok, and I feel like I'm missing one. <laughs> There's some podcast out there that you've been forgetting to update. Yeah, um, you know, just uh, you know, just 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 uh, DM me, and I'll suggest one to you. <laughs> Sounds good. She will curate for your taste, listener. And you know, you can find us at We Stand Social across all social media as well, including TikTok as well. Yeah, and. You can email us and, and let us know what you've enjoyed this year on the yeah. show. And we'd love to do more. What are what have been your favorite episodes? What are opportunities you think we've missed? What what do you want, Stan Stans? What is on your Christmas wish list? You could also put those positive things in a five-star review. Oh, you know we love a five-star review. And that's really all I want for Christmas is Agreed. all of my friends to like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Yup, yup, yup. <laughs> So, everyone, have a great holiday. Happy holidays. And don't worry. We've got more hot content coming to you before the end of the year. So, we're not going anywhere. Stand, stands. We'll see you here every Tuesday. Bye.